humility is essential, man. It's essential for walking in freedom and continuing to walk in that freedom. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Can't do it, dude. That song is was, a vibe, though. I was dude. gonna, I was gonna pop and lock real quick, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was gonna pop and lock. And, and He's I, got a bad back. I, so I, can't I'm do afraid that. I throw a muscle or <laughs> yeah. something. Man. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, man, I'm old. I'm pop and older. lock. Dude. I feel it. I'm feel it. Hey, welcome back. This is episode 21. If you missed last week's episode, uh, I really encourage you to go watch it. Um, we talked about passivity and how it's a poison for Christians. Uh, and it was pretty, it was pretty effective. You see that we're wearing the same clothes. That's because we are pushing our hoodies and t-shirts, man. These are so soft, so good. And they go for a good cause s 2 Um, not going to show the commercial again this week, but I do want to talk to you guys something before we dive in. Um, just a blessing. Uh, we, we've been able to do a lot of, um, conversations and interviews with other podcasts or radio shows and stuff like that. Even a TV show. Um, talking about our message of hope uh, and really the forgotten pandemic. And so I can't say the name, but it's just Gideon. I want to say it. I hate dangling carrots. I kind of love it. But but we we are about to sign a, an agreement with a pretty decent-sized Christian media um, resource. Uh, they want the forgotten pandemic on their site, uh, and they've agreed to really push our materials, our our curriculum, our resources. Uh, so God's moving in a mighty way. We thank you if you are someone who the the messages that we get from alumni from people uh, via emails from the website or info at spring the number two life.net it's really unreal people we've never met uh that are sending in encouragement so we're we're thankful for this podcast we're thankful for you guys and allowing us to uh speak what we believe god's called us to uh and then this week <laughs> with all of those accolades that i just named we want to talk about humility <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Um, but no, on a serious note, man, it's probably going to get real pretty quick. Uh, humble, being humili- being humble, be- having humility, um, that's one thing. And I- I'm going to ask you to kind of lead us in. But that is one thing that I, um, I die to daily, right? Um, it is one thing. God is sanctifying me and sanctifying me, and I, I don't have thoughts of using i don't have dreams anymore god sanctified me through that and i'm so thankful uh and he sanctified me from pride but that's still one of those things that i need to put to the cross daily because pride can creep in um and man and it just robs glory from god and it's it's disgusting and so we're talking about humility this episode number 21 uh lead us in yeah so I've been on my definition tip lately, man. Yeah. So so I got another Just definition. Um, don't ask Carl to put it on the screen. Yeah, that's why I come with my own definition. You know what I'm saying? Logical. Um, so yeah, the definition of humility is the quality or state of not thinking you are better than other people or freedom from pride and arrogance. Yeah. I think back to before I knew Christ, you know, when I was in my addiction and my pride and arrogance is really what made me feel like I was better than others, or Mm. I would go to 
a recovery place and you find yourself comparing yourself with why well, at least I didn't use that drug yeah. or at least I didn't shoot up or at least I hadn't lost my house or at least I hadn't done all these different things. Yeah. And it got me to think, you know, in a spiritual sense, man, this is a huge hindrance to recognizing our own depravity. Huge. Huge hindrance, you know, and I, I was looking at Romans 310. Huge. But Romans 3.10, you know, it tells us none are righteous, no, not Not one. one. And when we begin to recognize and embrace our own depravity, man, that's really where I'm going to cultivate an atmosphere to allow humility to just come within me and really receive what God has for me. Until I get to that place, though, man, it's going to be difficult because... I have my own agenda and my ways of recovery and my thoughts and my ideas and my pride will tell me, you know, I can do this the way I think it it should be done or I can do what makes sense to me. And I think recognizing our depravity is huge to, to embracing the humble spirit that God requires us to have. Um, and humility is essential, man. It's essential for walking in freedom and continuing to walk in that freedom, man. Yeah. You, apart from that, you, you can't do it. And it's something I used to struggle with. Be, it used to be a lot more prevalent in my life. Now I can still creep up, creep up. Don't get me wrong. A humble spirit is hard to walk in every day, all day, nonstop. But when you're aware of it, man, it, it disgusts me when I see that pridefulness flare yeah. up in me. And, and it's not always externally. A lot of times it's internally, you know. Yeah. But it's just as toxic, man. It's just as toxic whenever we we forget to humble ourselves and where I stand today, where I am today, the things I'm doing today, the job that I have, the things that I'm able to to do in my personal ministry has nothing to do with myself. Mm. Now, there is a level of man's responsibility associated with seeking the things of God. That's right. But man, anytime I try to put myself up on that pedestal in my mind or in my heart, you know, God will humble you. He absolutely will certainly humble you. And you know, I get to places where I find myself relying more on self and I don't do it on purpose, but mm. you know, you kind of just catch yourself going through the motions, whether it's just in praying or reading scripture, just, you can get caught up in going through the, the emotion or the motions. And you, you realize in those moments, it's like, man, I cannot do this apart from humbling myself before the Lord and allowing him to work in and through me to, to, you know, fulfill what he has called me to do. Yeah. And I think I I just kind of give an example of what what I've experienced in my own life as I just kind of talked about pride is something I'm still dying to, but to give you guys an example and of, of the way it can work that, that maybe you're not, maybe it's a blind spot and you're not looking at it. And the way that the enemy can come at me when it comes to pride and humility. And so God created me to be a, 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 I don't know, unique, right? Each and all of us unique, fearfully and wonderfully. And, and, uh, made in his image in the Imago day and in the giftings he's given me, he hasn't given to others and the others he hasn't given to me. And so let's just say, you know, and I give this illustration, I think my father-in-law maybe gave it to me or, or something, but imagine the, the little poles that are spinning plates, right? And, um, God's, God's ordained that I'm an eight plate spinner. You know, you're maybe a 10, he, you know, Carl, maybe a two, I mean, a 12, uh, just joking, a little jab there. Like, ah. uh, but he made me an eight plate spinner and man, the adversary knows that if he knocks one of those eight plates down, man, I'm just going to pick it back up and start spinning it even better. And all eight are even going to thrive and it's all that. But with my pride, 
And the way that, that it can come, and maybe you're not thinking, the way that it can get me is not to knock a plate down, but to add a plate. God made me an eight-plate spinner. Well, here, you can add this. Here's nine plates. And now I'm doing this, and they're starting to wobble over here, and they're starting to wobble. And now I'm stressing out. Now I'm now a nine-plate spinner. I'm, I'm, I can do this, although I know God made me an eight-plate spinner, and every single one of the plates start to, to cause effect. Whereas, and, and that's kind of just a visual in the aspect of if I'm not careful with pride, it becomes more about me and my glory. And I don't think that. And I don't think anyone thinks, hey, I want to give me glory. Maybe subconsciously I want praise and all that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that. I just, I know that it ends badly. And do, to do a callback from last week, we talked about God being sovereign and from nothing burst forth everything. And his design and the way that he says to do things is the way it's, it's for us, for our benefit. And for his glory. And so, I mean, I, I, I could just kind of break that down for you. And in my own life, it's it's maybe not pride, look at me, but it might be pride sideways that you don't think of this. Like, I know that I could do this. The, I know that it's easier for me to do this than to try to tell someone else how to do it. Right. And so now I'm taking this on and I'm just, I'm controlling this. And I just, I know that I can do this. Easy, it's easier for me to do this. And now I'm taking on all these things and I'm the only one that can do them. Well, man, that causes stress, man, yeah. anxiety, stomach, physical issues, yeah. emotional depression. Like it causes things to go bad in your life because God's called us to be humble. To whereas this isn't about Adam, this is about bringing God glory, and I can't do it on my own. And guess what? God's called a lot of mighty men and women of valor to help us to walk with you. Mm. And, and if I think I'm the only one that can, and I think Pastor Ron was talking about it a couple of weeks ago. I think he even did his catapult on it a couple of weeks ago, just about um, when you start to feel like you're the only one. And, and so I guess I just bring that up in the aspect. I want to read my scripture and kind of hand it back off to you. But, but God's design is important. And when, when he talks about humility, there's and I give those two examples because those aren't really the two that you think of. You think yeah. of being prideful and showing my, this is my accolades and I want the glory. Yes, but also think about it on the back end, about the eight plates or about just controlling it and releasing that control and letting others partake in God's, God's plan yeah. because you can't. Otherwise, it's going to go badly because he tells you to be humble. This isn't about you. Others are able to serve God in an aspect. And so the scripture I want to read, uh, and then I, I, I've been thinking, because we talked about what we're going to talk about, which is humility, but we haven't discussed it. I, I want to give a biblical example of someone becoming humble, but not, but that'll be later. But here's the scripture. It's in James 4, um, starting in verse 6. It says, But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Now, I love that part about resist the devil, and he will flee from you, but sometimes that's all people quote. And in the context, Carl... Carl's in, a, in a, a Bible class right now in college, and we were talking about the importance of context. But the context is humility. Right before resisting the devil, it talks about being humble. Yeah. But then it goes in, it kind of starts talking like, 
Cleanse your hands, you sinner. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and mourning and be turned uh, laughter, be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves. Well, what is that talking about? That's harsh language and that's weird unless you understand it. That's talking about repentance. Wash your hands, sinners. Repent to God. Humble yourselves before Him. God, you've called me to be an eight-plate spinner, and I knew I, you told me to stay to do this and focus on this, but I thought I could do this, and I thought it would help you out. God, I want to help you out, justifying it. Or whatever it is, repent of that. God, I try to control this, and I thought I knew what was better than you did, Lord. God, I, I repent. I turn from that. Forgive me. I humble myself before the Lord, and He will lift you up. And that is an important scripture for all of us because pride comes before the fall. And I don't know if that was one of your scriptures, but I mean, I didn't want to steal it. But pride is a dangerous thing, and it's very prevalent in my life, and it's something still today that God's sanctifying me from. So I could speak very passionately about this. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> humility is what allows us to to fully submit to God and become obedient from the heart. And I think arguably one of the best examples in Scripture is found in Philippians 2, 3 through 8. This is a little long, but bear with me. It says, do nothing from selfish ambition or mm. conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but into the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross, man. He humbled himself before the father and became a servant, man. Like, think about that for a sec, you know? And so I apply that to my own life, man. It's so easy to, to those, but I statements, man, but I, but I got too much on my plate, but I'm doing this, but I do this, that, and the other, and he don't do this, but I, and you, you find yourself even in ministry or whatever job or occupation you have, you find yourself internally making those comments a lot. Yeah. And it comes from a place of, of this prideful arrogance of either I deserve this or I deserve that or I'm greater than this or I'm greater than that. Christ humbled himself before the father father and did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Yeah. Did not count that as a thing to be grasped, but humbled himself in the form of a servant. And I think about that when I'm struggling, you know, and I come up with, well, I don't have enough time for myself. I don't have enough free time to focus on me and rest and relax. And I don't have time to all these things. And it's it's selfish. Yeah, it's selfish. It's selfish ambition. It's it's these selfish desires that even if I did, I, at least with them myself, even if I did have those times, dude, I wouldn't spend it the way that God has called me to spend like the things that I'm doing that he's called me to do that I enjoy that are fruitful, that are beneficial, yeah. that are good. I would be doing what just like laying in my room, just like watching a YouTube video or watching Netflix, not to say those are bad things, but it's yeah. like I catch myself justifying these but eyes with what would I be doing otherwise, man? And, yeah. and I, I got to get to a place of humility where, man, he's called me to be a servant and yeah. he's called me to regard others more high than myself. Um, he, I have a testimony and a story and I've experienced things, man, that I'm, I'm in an atmosphere where I'm blessed to be around men 24 seven who, man, I vividly remember being in that position. And what was, what did it for me was just seeing tangible evidence 
of God's power. Like, yeah. and man, and I forget that I'm on the other end of that now. And like, man, just my mere presence in a man's life, right? Yeah. Just him merely seeing me laugh and rejoice and just these little qualities I used to see in you and still do, but other guys, I'd be like, primarily man. me though. Yeah, you can say it again. That's, that's debatable, but yeah. I, w- I remember seeing those qualities and it's like humility was one of those. And it's yeah. like, man, I want to get to that place of humility where like, man, it wasn't even about these guys and what they had done or that man, it was what God did for them. That's right. And they truly meant that from a posture of just utter gratitude. Yeah. Like, man, it wasn't me who, who got me here. It was it was only the presence of the Lord and the grace of him. Yeah. I mean, even inside of us talking, it just shows how beneficial the body of Christ is and, and like. If, if you're not careful, you miss out on the blessing of what, what I'm coming at it from a perspective of plates and um, trying to control. And you bring out another perspective of pride that causes so much damage amongst, amongst the church that I relate with and all of us can re- relate with. And it's, I want what he has. Mm-hmm. Why am I not where he is? Or I'm we're all serving, but yet, hey, Man, he, how come he or she has this? Right. I want this, and yep. it's but I. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the reality is, is that's pride, man. Yeah. That's dangerous pride. Uh, and, and here's why. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to... I mean, trying to bring it from a spiritual to a, a, a practical, which is involved in the spiritual, I'll just say this. My brother, my sister, looking at someone with, with jealousy... And, and thinking that you are, I remember I used to like assassinate sermons because I was a pastor and I was mm. like, well, I could deliver that sermon better. Like what dude? Yeah. Am I psychotic? Yeah. What am <laughs> I doing that for? Yeah. Like I need to be getting fed here, but I'm saying I could give that sermon better. That's so much pride. And it's like, let me tell you, brother and sister doing that. Practically speaking is you don't understand what that person went through to be there. You don't like, like if, if, if Ron, and I mean, I, I don't want to use myself cause we're talking about humility, but it, let's say Ryan was, was jealous of my positioning and wanted to be me and had some sort of resentment and jealousy in his heart that he wasn't dealing with brother. You couldn't bear what I had to go through to get here yeah. and the amount of time that you have. Right. Right. You don't know what God's done in my life, the pain, the struggle, the heartache, You've experienced stuff like that, but I mean, that was a decade of it, and you're wanting it in a year or two, like just exactly. You know what I mean? Like that would bury someone. Yeah. Like you couldn't handle that. Practically speaking, I'm just saying, sanctification is a process, and God calls who He wants to call. God could call a guy that's been saved for a day and elevate him, right? That's Him. But Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, that's for a purpose, and you don't need to question God. The Bible talks about your leaders and respecting them and humbling yourself, um, and and praying for them not being jealous of their position and trying to assassinate their character and look for areas to try to gain. And like, just like I was doing with sermons, man, that's so dangerous for your own health, for your own growth, but also for the body of unity in Christ. It's like, if everyone's jocking for each other's job, they don't get it. We've missed the point. Yeah. It's not about me on stage, giving a sermon. It's about the King of Kings and drawing people to him, proclaiming his truth teaching his ways. And it's like, man, you missed the point. And it's, it's so interesting that you brought that up. Cause I didn't even think about that as a, as a, I was going towards the other side of it, man, the way that our brains are wired, you know? Yeah. 
And I'm going to tell a story real quick. I was talking with a guy, and remember, like I said, the definition at the beginning, the quality or state of not thinking you're better than other people or freedom from pride or arrogance. But I was talking with a, a fellow brother the other day, and I was thinking, man, just because internally I can struggle with pride and arrogance, man. Um, it's it's just difficult, and I hate that about myself. I, I hate that, but it's, it's real, you yeah. know. And I, I was thinking back to that time whenever I first got here. And man, the humility that, that the Lord had blessed me with, man, when I was just a sponge soaking up any and everything that I possibly could from the men that God had placed in my lives. And I was just so receptive of counsel, of wisdom, of advice, of all these different things. And then I can find myself internally getting to, a, to getting to places in my walk where like, if I don't think you have the credentials or are yeah. as hard of a worker or are as good of whatever crap yeah. that I can come up Here's with in my I'm mind. Doing. Right. If yeah. you, if you don't live up to this, this level, whatever the level is in my head, then man, I'm not going to receive as much. Yeah. I'm not going to really take as much advice. I'm not going to take as much counsel. I'm not going to be, you know, um, as accepting of things you say to me and it's completely wrong of me. It's, it's disgusting. It's, yeah. it's nasty. I, I don't like that internally when it happens to me, but I got to be real also to acknowledge it. Cause if I don't acknowledge those things, I can't repent from it. If I can't repent from it, I'm not turning from it. So it was good to acknowledge these things about ourselves. And, um, I just remember, man, that humility that I exercised and I told my buddy, I'm like, man, like I desired that humility right now because yeah. I can see this pride sneaking in. I can see this arrogance. I can just see this, you know, state of thinking that I'm better than others coming to surface. And oh, I got to rebuke it, man. Yeah. I got to pray this thing out of me. I got to ask the Lord to show me something, change my heart. And I know he's doing something within all of that. But whenever that fleshly, those fleshly things come, come surfacing, man, Ah, it's, it's tough. You know, it's tough. Cause I want to be, I know that I can learn and receive, um, things from any and everyone that God puts in my life, but, but there's things that go on in my heart where it kind of blocks that from happening or desires to my flesh desires to, you know, be prideful and arrogant. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think just, this is experiential. This isn't biblical. And this is just wisdom that, that I would want to share. I, I think all people, struggle with being humble and prideful. Mm -hmm. I think certain people struggle with it more. Yeah. Um, it, there's some, some men that, and I, I'm even thinking of them now, just like, man, the, just the essence of humility. Mm -hmm. It's like, golly, man, it's just so sweet. Like, yeah. Like not they're a sweet heart, but like, wow, it's graceful. It's like, it's something that I long for. Mm-hmm. But those those men typically aren't wired the way I'm wired. Yeah. In the aspect of they're not um a communicator, right? They're not they're they would not be on this side of the screen of a podcast. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I just I guess I I just the wisdom would be not that they don't deal with pride, but if you're someone who is very outgoing, someone who um speaks and and, and wants to talk or preach or um is is finds themselves in a room being kind of um, one that's that's kind of hey everybody let's do this they're just kind of quarterbacking if God's wired you like that know that one of the things that I've seen you need to watch out for pride more uh, every more is such a bad word I would say you need to check yourself for pride daily as we all do but I believe from experience what I've seen even in my own life man if that's the way God's wired you that's beautiful 
That's beautiful. We're all part of the body of Christ, but you need to be on guard for pride because very quickly in people like us, us like people, it could shift from being about God and being about how we performed. Mm -hmm. And I just want to guard, uh, put that out there to check your heart. Is that something I struggle with? To where is the person that's um, super humble and humility comes easier to, they struggle with things that maybe I wouldn't. And it's just the body of Christ. But we're talking about being humble today. And uh, I, I just challenge you, if that defines you, if that, if, you sound, if that sounds like you, really put safeguards in place to check your pride, die to yourself, die to pride daily. Yeah, when we put our faith in Christ, you know, <clears throat> we humble ourselves to the point of becoming completely dependent upon him. Yes. And my last scripture, it's short and sweet. You know, Psalm 25, 9 says he leads the humble in what is right and he teaches the humble his way. You know, when we rely on him for guidance, for counsel, for wisdom, for direction, man, that is part of us humbling ourselves yeah. before him so that we can receive all that he has for us. He knows what's best. He knows what I need. He yeah. knows the direction in which I need to go. And my job is obedience and to follow his guidance and direction. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all the time. Hey, I mean, humility is something that we need. We need 70 podcasts to talk about humility and being humble, uh, in my opinion. But that's something that I'm still God's still sanctifying me through. And maybe that's everyone. Maybe that's the sin nature until we until it's removed. But I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone. I can speak for me. Yeah. And man, I, that's the episode. Uh, hopefully what it does is, is show you that, hey, you should check that. It should. We gave examples of where it could creep in. Uh, but also know that God does work through you. That God does show you those sweet moments as yeah. he was talking about, like I identified and I, man, pride now disgusts me and it tastes like throw up and I, I don't want to do it. And when it comes around and, and I look back and I see myself being prideful, it makes me sick and I want to repent. I want to turn as it says, wash your hands, cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you yeah. double minded. It's just a call to repent. And, and I, and I tell you, the, the quicker you repent, the easier it gets and the easier it gets and you start to catch it more and you start to make it more right. disgusting. And so that's our encouragement. Any last words? I don't think I have any. Well, zippity do or zippity da. Hee haw. That's life. <laughs> oh my God. Dun, dun, dun. Come on. Life dun. After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.